0: Uduwasha City, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow. 800 years ago, the gates of death were broken by the Emperor Immortal. The five key bearers, however, had already unlocked them and walked right through. It is in Uduwasha City they dwell. In. Now, the ghost field breathes next to our reality, lit by the eternal flame of the well of Udu. It is a second skin a place where thought and will struggle against gravity and light in other places the dead congregate in the ghost field but in Uduwasha, the well city the hell city they fall straight into the flames see its glittering districts kshitijpur where the rich plot to buy the horizon bunda west where the refugees of two different nations flock and Pasarhantu the vertical maze of market and murder and here is Udepath where the ceaseless temple resides its inhabitants a family a snake and a god the temple has stood since before the gods of this world were forgotten watch as it turns the wheels of revolution welcome to desperate retune an actual play podcast about people who take risks so they can survive against the arts.
1: Last time on Desperate Attune, the crew arrived at Mount Himagiri, the grand hotel where Freya had been taken for Skurlock's ritual. The crew checked in without issue, but shortly afterwards caught the attention of a spirit warden. The warden had been sent by the Emperor to keep an eye on Skurlock, but he set his sights on Joan instead. The aura given off by one who'd eaten a god was impossible to ignore. Joan managed to throw off the warden's scent by sending a vial of spirit essence down a dumbwaiter. Unfortunately, the lure put the warden in the path of Constance Constable, who had continued her inspection of the temple, and the two were now working together. Meanwhile, Vickers and her cohort were making their way up to their rooms, assisted by a waxwork golem. It was customary in Uduasha to put a coin into the golem for good luck, and while doing so, Vickers discovered a knife hidden within the waxwork. She correctly deduced that Freya had hidden the knife in there for later, and furthermore, that the knife had been used to eat lobster, a rare delicacy in Liduasha. Back at the lobby, Miraz was trying to surreptitiously ask the receptionist about Freya's whereabouts. Vickers had disguised him as a daring privateer, and it did the trick. The enamored receptionist told him where Freya was being held, but there was a catch. There was no known way into that room. Miraz earnestly pled for her help but she took their earnestness for something more, and fell for Miraz, and Miraz, caught up in his own role play, seized the moment and kissed her. At this moment Abbas and Vickers burst in, with Abbas loudly complaining that the hotel food had made him deathly ill. They knew that Freya and Lord Skerlock recently had the lobster, and hoped to draw them out by implying that the food was poisoned. Abbas's story was given a boost in credibility when Joan's spirit essence arrived in the kitchen via the dumbwaiter. With the hotel staff now panicking over this, Joan slipped out undetected, and began the long climb up to Freya's suite. And now with Joan trying to rescue Freya and Vickers trying to process her husband's seeming betrayal, we continue the story.
2: We see you, one of the reasons, by the way, that like uh, you are able to do this is that you are goat-footed. Most people, the reason that this extremely like stressful and high-class rest, uh, hotel is vulnerable to this is that they don't expect people who can basically stand on like a f- perfectly sheer vertical wall uh to be able to like come up the wall right but you are mm-hmm. totally fine um and as you uh crest that that last bit of like solid wall because m- like 60% of this hotel is actually canvas uh, you see the emperor's suite in the distance um what about it immediately tells you that, of course, this is the suite that they're all talking about. Um, the,
3: the full-on, like, actual green plants garden that is its balcony.
2: Oh, amazing. And these are not electroplasm plants, right? Like, these aren't plants that have been, like, grown with electroplasm to make them special. These are... Uh, these seem to be rather genuinely the kinds of plants that we would see in our real world. Like, you've mm-hmm. grown with sunlight, and you have no idea how they have managed this, right? Um, fantastic. Uh, Miraz, how have they incorporated electroplasmic uh, engineering into this Emperor Suite to make it perfect for Lord
4: Skirlock's, uh needs? Hmm. In fact, they haven't because Electroplasm oh. just stops working on Lord Skorlock. OK. Or just works strangely. He is.
5: Okay. No
4: one knows why.
2: hmm Interesting.
4: He's so you the, would say rather, rather than like. Electricity allergy. No, what really happens <laughs> is that all the ghost energy is instantly sucked up by him as he feeds on the vampiric energy of spirit life mm. everywhere he Excellent.
2: goes. Um So, in fact, what they've done is removed all of the electroplasm that is normally there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely.
4: Golems also can't really be around him for longer than five minutes Mm -hmm. before they all get, like, all the ghost's energy in the golem just gets sucked away as well.
2: Mm. So, actually, now we find out that...
4: In fact, even being around him as a living human being, if you spend, let's say, 24 hours around him, you'll be a soulless husk
2: jesus christ are you telling me that like if freya has seen him she has only done so for like 10 or 15 minutes at a time
4: yeah basically he, he yeah he basically has to be like lead shielded every single time <laughs> something like that yes good. Yeah. yeah he has, okay. to, he has okay. to word himself if he wants to actually interact with other people which he you know he loves interacting with other people
2: yeah i think he's a very personable man great okay <laughs> um so there's no electroplasm and i guess joan like, you're able to tell this, you know, like, because the rest of the hotel does have a fair amount of electrical as a minute, you know, lighting, flooring, all the stuff. But like the Emperor Suite in that way, completely dark. Vickers, um, what has the hotel done that makes it clear that uh, Lord Scarlock likes, um, is, like, likes his lodgings to be uh, particularly comfortable in the way that like only... Really, Acoros traditional Akarosi high class nobles uh, like their lodgings.
6: Okay, so how have they made it more like uh, Acorosi lodgings? Uh, yeah. interesting. So obviously, Lord Skurlock must have servants, and since we've just established that he has trouble because, like, all of his servants
4: uh, die mm-hmm. uh, from being around long enough. I think oh, the. Yes. Uh, well, actually, no. I think um, they become hollowed. Ah,
6: uh, yeah. Okay, so he has hollow servants. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Mm. Yeah, I think what they have uh, provided him with in this case is they have... uh, uh, So he has brought his own servants, obviously, because he would leave traces if he hollowed the servants people provide him with. So he has an entourage. And the thing that they have prepared Uh. for him is that they have, like, a needlessly comfortable space for his entourage, right? Like, they are hollows. They are just yes. soulless zombies that follow him around. Yeah. But Absolutely. The, the people of this hotel didn't know that. So, consequently, these zombies have, like, luxurious quarters of their own, which is, yep. like, unsettles Absolutely. everyone slightly because they're, like,
4: you know, they don't seem to use any of the amenities we give them for some reason. Mm. They sleep by standing in a corner. Just, like, yeah. they just stand there, and then they just shut off.
6: Yeah, exactly. So it's very, it's very like unsettling. The 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 suite comes with all of these like adjoined servant quarters, which are like perfectly staffed and have their sheets changed every day, even though no one sleeps in them and all of that. Mm. Yeah, so do absolutely. I enter
3: into like one of the servant quarters, which is extremely like neatly laid out and made made uh, extremely comfortable and luxurious, and there's just a guy glare witching in the corner.
2: Yes.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that and is exactly yeah. what has happened. Turns around and asks if you want a biscuit or something.
2: <laughs> well, I actually think that so. Let's, I'm gonna ask uh Abbas something and then I will establish something about hollows that I've been thinking about for a little while. Um, so Abbas, uh, Mount Himagiri is like if it was allowed to be, it would be like a public monument in Udwasha because it is like one of the. Great buildings built by one of the most famous architects of this place, but instead it's a hotel. You know, it's like the Ritz or something, except the Ritz is not, anyway. So when someone like Joan uh, travels like on the roofs, what about the architecture reminds us that actually the person who built this was also very Uduwashan in that they were a huge roof fan? Hmm.
6: Okay. I I so thought you would yeah. ask their tree. What evidence do we see that the shrine yeah. builder built this hotel? But oh my <laughs> god! Someone, yeah, I someone, think that would
2: be too on the nose.
6: But yeah,
1: Very someone good. built this like uh, they were a roofball fan, and they built this to facilitate roof ball. I think
2: it was like an in joke. I think they never expected anyone to actually play roofball here. Oh. But as Joan is traveling, she sees the evidence that if they did. It would be a great time. So I'm just curious about I like the Emperor's suite specifically. Um, and like, I should mention here that, like I'm not talking in this case of the original architect. I'm talking about whoever the current person is who made these changes and made this part of this suite look like it is it
1: doesn't. so are we, talking, wait, are we talking about just the the suite or the entire building?
2: Ah, uh, the suite. Oh, it could be yeah. the building as well. Like, I mean, the, they designed the rest of the building as well. So it could right. also be that.
1: I think, uh, I mean, the first thing that came to mind is that there's it's several uh, blocks at different heights to facilitate, like, vertical as well as horizontal strategies in Rufo.
2: Nice. So, in fact, Joan, uh, you realize that, like, as soon as you come into uh, the, the very nice Servant's Quarters, uh, which I'll detail in a second, you realize that, like, it is kind of built in a way where um you could leave through a window but enter into through a different door you know um the furniture is done in a way where you could leap from like chair to table to dresser without ever touching the ground because as we know when you're holding the ball you cannot touch the ground um i think that you also see the uh you see that there are markings on the floor uh, for like where the goal would be if it was allowed to be there, and they are also like vertically in very different places. And the thing that I'm going to tell you about hollows is that I think that in Duskwall, they are as you describe them, like kind of like soulless, mindless, like they don't have very much like um, agency of their own. I think in Uduwasha, because the the spirit well, like. Uh, sucks all of the spirit energy in, and therefore leaves no disturbance. Um, the hollows are much more like uh, like machines, which is to say they don't even take uh, they don't even act on agency given to them by other people, unless like Lord Scarlock uses his psychic ability to impress it upon them. Because I think it is the the weird roiling a way that the Ghost Field is in Duskwall that induces some activity in their own, like, selves there. Here, there is no such activity. And so this, like, the reason this person turns around and says, would you like a biscuit, is that Lord Scarlock has impressed upon this person. um, Every time you hear someone, you must ask them if they want a biscuit. And then, like, as a result, it's not just, do you want a biscuit? Everyone in this, uh, everyone in this place it's like, do you want a biscuit? Would you Would you like some tea, sir? Uh, would you like a foot massage? Uh, shall I bring uh, some? Um, I don't know. Shall I take? Shall I open the sauna for you? Like that kind of thing. Like all of them have just instantly reacted, and behind them is like the dull, nothing intelligence because there is nothing for them to like respond to. It's totally normal and fun, guys. Well,
3: that's horrifying. Um, yep. yep. All right. And so Joan enters, um, kind of looks around the room with these strange people who she who she can't help but think of as flavorless. It's the first word that comes into her mind. Um, Excellent.
5: No. Thank you.
3: I'm looking for a guest. And I suppose, like, she doesn't know that these people, that these hollows can't respond.
2: Yeah. That is an issue, yes.
3: Yeah. So I guess that will become apparent after a few moments of uh, awkward silence. Indeed. And then she will shrug. Now, Jo doesn't only have a ghost made of electroplasma, uh, but her body is also part electroplasma. Um, is there yes. anything about Scurlock's, uh presence that she can feel here?
2: Mm. You know what? I'm going to roll for Lord Scarlock. Not to see whether he detects you, though he's going to do shortly, uh, but to see whether he has responded to the poisoning thing in any way. And he has rolled two sixes. Oh, the shit. So I will tell you this.
3: I
6: mean, I, to be clear, I, I think the rest of us downstairs are now going to do a ton more to distract him because that's
4: our entire job at this point. But yeah
2: yes correct um
4: i'm I'm looking for an opportunity to jump in as freya but let's yeah go ahead
2: yeah so i think that the way that lord scarlock has responded uh to the threat of the poisoning is that he has taken one of these servants and given them honestly a disgustingly complicated set of instructions like this servant is now gonna almost behave like a human person uh, in that, like they've they've got like programming for like a hilarious number of like potential um, situations, and that person is coming down.
6: Ah, so he right took a zombie now, and he turned it into a pea zombie. I see. Uh-huh. Yes,
2: correct. I'm glad that you got that. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking exactly. Yeah. Oh, what if you? Anyway, sorry. Um. So I think that the uh the second thing that you realize joan is that the room next to you uh which is currently uh
5: which is currently like occupied by him is has two presences in it um the first presence is definitely a vampire the second balance is a
2: uh, a regular human being who you can tell their soul is slowly being eroded uh, because your body is also slowly being eroded. The electroplasm in you, um, because of your silver lung, right? Yeah. Uh, you can actually, actually, you know what happens to you? Your breathing gets a bit better. Um, the the coagulation of electroplasm in mm-hmm. your lungs that prevents you from breathing normally is actually clearing up. And you are taking the first normal breath you've taken in a very long time, I think.
3: if allergy season is over. Excellent.
2: Indeed, yes. And I think that, because we were talking about Freya, um, this is a perfectly reasonable time to deduce that that person is probably Freya in that room. So I'm happy to like cut to that conversation, Freya, now, if you want.
4: Yeah, let's go for it.
2: So, Freya, you are in a room with a guy. Um, I have uh, cast him in my mind uh, as the uh, actor Nawazuddin Siddiqui, who has a very quintessential face. And he... He looks weathered by time. He looks like the kind of person who has been through a lot. You cannot exactly put an age to him. But you do know that whatever age it is, it's older than you are. And it's older than most people you have met. And he's not saying a word. He's just sitting there and looking at it. And I think that, like, you've been in this room uh, only like for a few hours but you've been in this room with him for
4: what feels like weeks mm-hmm. and I am sweating like a pig because this yes. man is re- radiating an impossible amount of heat his coolest okay. cucumber He's sitting there he's rating, eating impossible amounts of heat and I can feel my soul being tugged by the, by the flame inside him yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, think... Um, so, am I restrained?
2: Oh, no. This man... you have no doubt in your mind that if this man wanted to restrain you, he could, and he feels no need to do so.
4: hmm I think uh, Freya is just going to say...
5: I've been here... I
4: don't know how long. Are you going to say something? Can I can I have a glass of water, please?
2: Of course you can have a glass of water. I'm so sorry, I wish you had said something earlier. And he claps twice and Joan in your room. Uh, there is a person who immediately turns around, walks to a pitcher of water, picks it up, and walks into the other room. Um by and by the other room I hear here I mean opens the door, walks up a flight of stairs, because we're like it's quite vertical. And then <laughs> We see the same person walk into your room, Freya, uh, and it is a picture of cool, clear water and like two glasses. Uh, and this person pours two glasses, uh, sets one for you, sets one for Lord Scarlock. The one for Lord Scarlock, you then see um, this person like um, chops like a a small slice of a cucumber from this garden in this balcony. I think we saw them take this cucumber. And then, like, they chop it and they drop, like, a slice of cucumber into this, like, glass. And then Lord Scarlock looks at you and says, Cucumber?
4: Mm-hmm. One other thing is that this the door of this room is lined with lead. And as soon as the door opens, uh, Lord Scurlock can smell that there is a living soul outside the room. <laughs> yeah, I get
2: that. I guess that's true. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that I have you to keep track of this for me, so that I don't have to.
4: But it's okay. Uh-huh. I mean, the cucumber comes, is the top priority. Okay, yeah, good.
6: <laughs> I have another idea for how to deal with him now, but uh, we'll. Uh-huh. Uh we'll, let.
4: Let's proceed with the scene. Uh huh. Okay. In that intervene. case, Joan, I think. Uh, I yeah, think. Yeah. Uh, is going to sit there like, "What's a cucumber?" <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> I.
2: W- I will mention here, Joan, that like again when that door opened. That sense you had of like loosening, like sl- becoming slightly easier, actually now, like your silver lung became that much, oh my God, immediately. Like, this is now like taking like antihistamines, you know, like <gasps> finally. And then the door shuts again.
5: Hmm. Anyway,
2: yes. Uh, uh, Lord Scarlock says, um, oh, um, a cucumber. Now, how shall I describe this to somebody who has never seen fresh fruit? It is very nice to put in your water and sometimes
4: in the sandwiches. Yes, that sounds, that sounds really, really good right now. A phrase is licking her lips with your chapped. Yeah, and Just, he... Why are you doing this? I, I don't understand. What are you? <laughs> Who are you? All in good time.
2: Okay. All in good time. And then, like, looks at the... I don't uh, think there's a the time
4: left. The way this is going, she says.
2: <laughs> oh no, no! You are far stronger than you give yourself credit for. Uh, please don't. What you are experiencing now is nothing compared to the flames that you have been through. Let me tell you. Uh, and you should you should feel no doubt whatsoever.
6: Fuck! Well, when he says flames, can I do my thing here? Because it's such a good yes. moment. Yes, excellent. Okay. Yes. I don't know how I'm going to set this up. This is probably going to be a very uh-huh. complicated action. But. Uh, uh-huh. I want Abbas to use the spirit bomb again because what I want to happen (laughs) when he says flames is that the dumb waiter comes up with a single candle in it and then a blaze. God!
2: Title drop!
6: I just thought it would be very, very cool if we send a candle enchanted by Abbas up the dumbwaiter. Because of the few things we could do to Lord Skurlock, I imagine if yes. that goes off in his dumbwaiter, it would at least oh, flashbang yeah. him. Like it may not harm yeah. him, but he would be hella distracting. Oh, no.
2: so... let, let let's 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 absolutely stipulate here that that he is badass and he's very dangerous, and the flame of the star at the center of the at the center of is absolutely going to hurt him. Yeah. Right there is like there's no way I'm taking Uh, any this kind of ritual and not like you know this is absolutely
6: like I just we established the dumb waiter and I love the idea of sending him a candle with the (laughs) dumb waiter.
2: So let's say that yes, this is possible. But yes, uh, what you would need for this to happen is to get somehow to extreme effect, because extreme effect here accounts a for putting an Arcane Candle in the Dumbwaiter, B, Mm -hmm. doing so without triggering anything, C, turning then that Dumbwaiter on, right, which in my mind are two different things, but you know, and then Mm D, hitting Go at the right time.
6: Yeah. So this is probably a couple of steps, but what we have on our side is we have Abbas who can create such a magical candle, and we have Miraz who can tinker with Dumbwaiters. Excellent. Yes. Uh, this is not really uh, something that Vickers can do. I just love the idea of us as a crew doing it,
1: and I, I hope you guys this are. This can be like no, that's a great idea. Um, I was wondering. So, since the ritual, which actually I didn't prep for on this score, uh, do I have to do a flashback and yeah, take some
4: stress. Uh, and... We
2: discussed three stress right for it. Um,
4: you can just so do You can flashback to that. It's a downtime action, right? So you can spend a coin. Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, Let me see. Oh, yeah. wait.
4: Uh, it's that a
2: is yeah, okay. Is that it? Did I not say any stress? I
4: feel like. Oh, it can, uh, can still be stress on top, but I mean that to do the ritual is a downtime action. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, That's... that makes sense. But there, can, there should be a stress cost on top of that, also, of course.
2: Yeah, because I remember the stress being something because uh, it should be stressful to do it. Um.
6: Yeah, but I think the stress is still taken in a flashback because probably the actual yes. ritual here yeah. has been performed back at the exactly. back at the temple, right? Where Abbas just like enchanted a candle. And yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now we said that I needed one of the, um,
5: like, what do you call it? the um,
1: the candles made from the wax of uh, yeah, the, yeah the spirit wax? Yeah. 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 And yes. so. Looking back at the rules, to get yeah to perform the ritual, I need to have uh, prepared it ahead of time. So in order to prepare that ahead of time, I have to flash back to when I prepared ahead of time.
2: Yeah, I mean it could be part of the flashback. Yes. Yeah. So there is a small supply of them in the temple currently, and so I imagine that as a four o'clock. So I would just take that four o'clock once now, because it's like one candle is what you want here.
6: Um, yeah, so we have four of them. Makes sense. And we're yeah. just using one.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, candles, four. Um, so, yeah, getting that candle is not a problem. Uh, so, I'll just take that once. And I guess, so take three stress for doing the ritual. And we should now, I think, like we had this conversation uh, in our chat, but we didn't talk about it on mic. So, um, tell me, this candle. What is the wax made from?
1: Um, uh, sorry, I, I actually forgot what it was made from. I do go back to the chat. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine.
6: <laughs> I think it was made from the the dead bees, was it? Like the dead bees wax?
1: Yes, I think I found it. which is
2: So the wax in the candle uh, is from a soul yet to be consumed. And by this, what we mean is, if we remember our world building... The, the chandlers, no, the rakshasas cremate a body, and the wax is made from the body that's left over, right? Um, and the soul goes immediately into the well. But in this case, the candle, for some reason, sorry, the wax is from a soul that has not been consumed by the well yet, Um and I think the reason for that is that you've done this ritual in such a way that the soul is like suspended somewhere in the temple, probably in time, actually, right? You've got a fun really? time thing going on in the temple, right? And like you've made the candle so that the candle doesn't melt. It's just like it's also suspended in time. And when you do the ritual, you suspend it. And when you press the button or whatever it is, it goes out, the soul falls into the well. And it's like a rubber band that you've been like pulling, so when you finally right. let go, it goes boom. Yeah. I only just came up with the the rubber band thing now, but I think now that I've said it, it makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, and the the soul is the the link between the candle and the flames. So, so well, yes. yeah, that, yeah, well, so I guess uh, I don't. The exact mechanics are uh, up in the air, I guess, but something. It's a two-way connection where the soul goes one way and the power of the well comes the other way.
5: Yeah, it
2: goes the other way. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, incredible. Uh, The last thing that I'm curious about, because I think this candle is such an incredible idea, is, um, so you carried the candle into the hotel, right? What reaction did you get from the Rakshasa outside, like in your district, Daddy Danda? Because he definitely knew something was up.
6: I, have an idea for that too. If we if we uh, establish that you can use lead to block supernatural senses or whatever equivalent, just mark lantern and have kept the candle in a lantern the whole time. That's excellent. like lined. Yeah, well, that
4: makes sense. Very good. Okay, so this candle comes up. What happens? Uh,
1: well, no, no. You've
4: I, got, We've only established to... that I have it.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, yep. You have it and can place it in the dumb water waiter, but I think we need Miraz mm-hmm. to actually tinker with the dumb waiter to send it up because yeah. like mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that it's going there at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Miraz comes, meets you meet meets you, says, oh, I know I know I know where Frez. and then you tell him about the dumbwaiter thing, and then he goes and uh, I guess we're sneaking off towards the dumbwaiter thing. I mean, I guess we can cut to where he actually has access to it because of course he does now he has an inside inside woman, yeah, right uh,
6: <laughs> I, I do want to deal with like Vickers, No, what I are mean,
4: uh, we but, the, to you, but, but yeah. yeah, but there's the wonderful detail that during all of this he has absolutely he has not noticed that he he has like lipstick on his face, yeah,
6: <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, I think you know we were listening in on this conversation so that we could deploy Joan and whatever. So I think it just makes sense that the plan isn't for you to tell us, right The plan probably was. We were listening in on the conversation and deploying Joan while it was going on because that's just how the 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 timing of this worked out Ah, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. Makes sense. So uh, Vickers doesn't really have time to speak with you, I think, in this moment. She is just <laughs> directing you towards the dumbwaiter and is glaring angrily at you, but you probably don't notice because you're a little distracted at the moment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you have tinkering to do. Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: uh, uh, this, uh, um, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I think I'm going to wreck. I'm going to... I think, I think this is a wreck, right, to send this thing up? Does that count? Uh, I mean, mm, yeah, you're, it count?
5: So
2: yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. It arguably counts. Mm-hmm. When you wreck, the work is much quieter than it should be, and the damage is hidden from uh, casual inspection. Mm, so excellent. Uh, whatever happens in here, no one the rest of the hotel staff will not be immediately able to tell that something's go- funny is being done.
2: Yeah.
4: Okay.
2: Um I have so two things. The first is I was going to say ticks on your alert clock, but by definition, they won't know that it, that, that they will not be alerted. So I think actually you're in a controlled position in that it'll only be one tick. And two, I have a devil's bargain for you, which is that the architect of this, the current architect of this hotel
5: has to be a member of the foundation.
2: Hmm. Um, they're an architect of like one of the most amazing models of, like, modern technology and modern architecture and i can't imagine that you know this is not going to in some fashion make you like guilty of destroying a fellow foundation member's work
4: mm, Fozia made this
2: even better wow Fozia is a secret roof wall enthusiast confirmed
4: mm-hmm. yeah. it's just a problem to solve you see mm.
2: yes indeed <laughs>
4: Okay. Like chests uh, on rooftops. So you say controlled, but like, isn't the effect that there's going to be an explosive candle coming up to where Freya is? Oh no,
2: but that's at the end. So the controlled position now is to uh, wreck the dumb waiter in such a way that like nobody knows that it's been fiddled with.
6: Yeah, okay. it also makes sense, I think, because like, what we're doing is we're basically just doing one big setup for the people on the top floor for Joe makes and Freya. Sense. Makes sense.
5: Okay.
3: I, I know um. exactly what want to do with this but we'll see we'll see
4: yep. how it happens it happens it's yeah. a six so it's a six mm-hmm. incredible mm-hmm. Okay. by the way while we're um, doing this is my uh, my inside woman here
6: Oh no, your inside woman got you in and then I'm talking to her. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> get, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, that's that's why I figured your inside woman will smuggle you into the to like wherever <gasps> oh this my God. control panel is. But then I'm dealing with her. <laughs> Solve the upper floor first, because that's much more dramatic.
3: It's just a oh problem, God.
6: so Yeah. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Okay. Um <laughs> Please give me a second while I think about all the moving parts. Moving part number one. um, Is the... uh... Moving part number
4: one, a candle. Moving up. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Moving
2: up. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, Moving part number one, uh, the front of office lady, Oindrila. Is she coming with you, Prince?
6: Oh yes, I'm bringing her. i We yes. are. We are okay. resolving this romantic drama. So all four of us will be where <laughs> okay. the dumb... Like, all four of you. huh? Yeah, all four of okay. us will be here uh, in a moment. But first, we're asking the dumb waiter up. <laughs> so okay. like, we'll um, get back to that uh, once we're done with the scene upstairs. I think.
2: Okay. Ah, uh, number two is the uh, is the way that you are interfering with this dumb waiter. Um, are you in some kind of secluded place? Because I guess you would have to be, right?
6: Yeah. Well, okay. like, you, I, yeah. I imagine okay. actually, what makes sense to me is that there is a back area to the reception, which the dumb waiter passes mm-hmm. through. Like, it goes down to the kitchens and it goes up to the rooms. But probably mm-hmm. the reception is a good place for in between, for where you just want to go, like you know, uh, ah, send send this up to Mister. So So-and-so. Yeah, it's like... like you know, yeah, just send this message
2: up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Okay, uh, it's think, good, because uh, if you had said basement, Sherlock... there's two people there. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, go on.
4: I think Scarlet checked in as Mr. So-and-so. Yeah, indeed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Excellent. That's, that's moving part number two. Moving part number three is the P-Zombie, uh, who is also heading literally to a reception right now. Um, yeah. And moving part number four is Lord Scarlet himself. So, And we're going to cut to that in a sec. I have to ask. Um, what is a pea
6: zombie? Oh, a P zombie is basically—it's like a philosophical experiment where you have essentially a robot that can perfectly fake being a human, but is still somehow like soulless. Okay, because a P zombie does not sound like that.
3: Zombie, so it's short for philosophical zombie, right? Yeah.
6: Yeah. I see.
3: Hmm. Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah,
3: um, yeah. I would like to imp- introduce another moving part. Good. Yes. Um, I would like to flashback to have uh-huh. planted a hypnotic command in someone's mind that they will obey at some later time. So that uh-huh. when the candle arrives, and in the split second before it goes off, Lord Scurlock's uh, Hollow, who entered the room with the, the pitcher and the uh, cucumber, who is his servant and therefore clearly must be very strong and of like uh, good physical quality, will mm-hmm. uh, kick Freya through a window. <laughs>
4: Incredible. Great. Uh-huh. And I want to add yet another flashback to this. Joan gave this command while, while wearing some fly-ass fucking boots.
5: Huh? Yes. <laughs>
4: uh-huh.
2: Smart. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the boots seem to be free to me yeah. because you could just give her the boots. That's her problem. So I think, Joan, so long as you mark the boots on your load, Mm-hmm. seems fine. Uh, and I, I think they're like one load. I think they're actually two load, but also they literally levitate. So then they go back to one load.
4: I mean, they're um, one load because, well, Jones's wearing boots either way. These is just now these boots, ah, you know?
2: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that's fine. And flashback number two to uh, have hypnotized this person. I would say you're in a desperate position because you're trying to fuck with something that lo- belongs to Lord, Lord Skrlokk. But you can mm-hmm. do this, and I think uh, you will have standard effect. I think, like again, fucking with Lord Skerlock normally you would only have limited effect, but in this case, you have standard. You have better effect from the fact that, like, you are in Uduwasha, and these like philosophical zombies are specifically vulnerable to this kind of impression. So I mm-hmm.
3: was thinking that,
4: yeah. if I may get in a little bit as well, um, mm-hmm. I think it would be perfectly possible to fuck with the things while Lord Skarlog is secluded in his lead chamber. But then this thing enters the lead chamber, right? So then there's a there's yes. probably a moment where he can... It's possible to do it without him noticing, but then he no, can mm. maybe notice before everything kicks off. Know so, what I mean?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's part of the desperate... desperate. Uh, yeah,
4: yeah. but I'm just uh, favoring yeah. it in that way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah.
3: So this role is a desperate attuned roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a
2: devil's bargain for you.
3: Standard effect, by the way.
2: Yeah, standard.: Yeah.: uh, Your devil's bargain here is that uh, while hypnotizing this hollow um, you there is like So I think the soul in this setting, and you can tell me if this is A, weird or B, not what we're thinking of. I think the soul is something like moss that grows in a body. And therefore, even hollowed individuals like begin very slowly and in a way that's like not enough to actually like help them in any way start to regrow their soul and so while you try and do this it's possible that you will eat the tiniest speck of soul and gain a taste for that um i love that
3: but i think it's somewhat implied, if not explicit, that Joan absolutely already has a taste for salt. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, I will, yes. I, think I will assist you.
4: It. I, I, I uh-huh. wanted to make it a group action, actually. Okay. But uh, you either way, a, we, we,
6: I, you say yeah. first? Uh, I'm assisting Joan because I realized, so we had probably planned for this, you know, we, this is a bit of a flashback assist, but we have planned for, you know, push comes to shove, someone will need to kick Frey out the window. And so I think my assist is a simple flashback to Vickers and the Joan together with uh, Vickers going like, so the secret is all in the ankle. <laughs> and I have Excellent. basically taught you in your mind's eye the perfect kick, which you are now, since this is magical mind control, just transpond- transponding to this hollow, right? So we will perform <laughs> a Vickers signature kick you off a roof move.
3: <laughs> yes, perfect. Okay. All right.
2: And this has given me the time, sorry, to fine-tune my devil's bargain, which here then becomes, because you have a taste for this, you will eat this, and Lord Scarlock will have a split second more to react, because he's going to be like, wait a second, you're completely empty. How did that happen?
5: No, I'm
4: not going to take that. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, which is that the way I wanted to make it a... Uh, so, remind me exactly what, what, uh, what action this is, just so that I'm clear. Is it an attune?
3: Um, It's an attune role, yes.
4: Okay. Then I think Freya was sitting there trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, who this man is. And I think she's been trying to attune to him. But every time she kind of like does, it's like she instantly starts like feeling the massive pain because if he's radiating like physical heat, it's nothing compared to like what his soul is radiating or like whatever equivalent of a soul he has. Yeah. But then the lead door opens. And then I think like, because I'm trying to do that, I do notice that you're there. I notice that someone's there. I don't know it's you. And I think yeah. then I kind of like I attune to you, right? So and I'm latched onto you as well. And maybe that's a bad thing for me. Does it make sense? It makes sense to
3: me. Yeah. It's a
6: yeah? it's a straightforward attune group action. It, the whole thing is to like briefly take control of one of the hollows and with both of you coordinating, yeah. you know, yeah. it maybe it's not that Freya can make the time Joan controls the Hollow any longer, but, you know, you know what is going on and you can
4: time, you can, like, join in the good timing. So Yeah, yeah. but the uh, implied Devil's Bargain here is that you eat a piece of my soul. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it's not a group
3: action, wow. it's, a, it's, a, it's a Devil's Bargain. It's that's a group it, action, um,
4: but that allows that Devil's Bargain to... I think, I
3: I
6: I think, think it, it makes sense that it's a group action, but it's Freya taking the Devil's Bargain, and it's for harm in mm-hmm. that case. Mm-hmm. Like, that Freya, could be one way Modus, to do it. Her- Yeah, Freya gets the bonus to her role, but she also takes harm, because, you know, soul-eaten. The
2: other thing that I will say, Emma, is that you have the essence of a god inside you, and uh, Freya used to be the scion of that god. And so, uh, consuming her soul may have particular effects on you.
6: Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, I have a clock for that, I think. Yeah.
6: Just saying. Yeah, Yeah. but let's not overcomplicate things. I feel like this is a devil's bargain. And yeah. the most yeah. straightforward so. way to do it, I think, is that Freya gets a bonus dice but takes harm. Okay, that's yeah. my vote.
2: Um, I feel like uh, Soul Eaten cannot be lower than a level two harm. Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, you know, um, the doors open for a little bit and it closes, but yes, level two seems fine in yeah. that respect. It would normally be level yeah. four if she could get a real piece out, out of me, but no. Yes,
5: yeah,
3: yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So it's desperate to you. Uh, I have five dice, and Freya is also running. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I take one more stress, I draw my out. Okay.
4: It's
3: well, a five. What wow. was there?
4: okay? It was uh, standard okay? Yeah, it was standard. One, three, and... five, one, one. Mm-hmm. This standard bonus dice. Do I have any applicable abilities? Hmm.
2: Okay. Hey, four, five, five, four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm. I will say on five and four—that's nine dice. Not you would expect at least one six. Um, you would expect well,
4: so. Well, don't make yeah. us feel bad.
2: No, uh, I'm going to make your characters feel very
6: bad instead. But so, it works. So please yes. describe this to me. Like a servant kicks Frey out the window, and also a spirit bomb goes off in the dumb waiter. Like, please describe um, this.
5: Okay, so let me think. Yeah, okay, I know what happened.
2: The door opens, he asks you about the cucumber, and he, for a second, like, and he's telling you, you've survived so much and, like, you know, a flame, whatever. And the dumb waiter comes up, and this servant, in perfect roof ball form, picks you up, Freya, and kicks you straight out of this room, out of this window. Lord Scarlock does not stop this from happening because this is his clue to realize something else is going wrong. The uh, the dumbwaiter—I think you wrecked it so that, like, when it comes to a complete stop, the door opens because otherwise, this candle will go off and yeah. the dumbwaiter expl- explode first, right? Uh-huh. The dumbwaiter explodes. Sorry, opens, and we hear we hear it ex- like open. Oh, we don't because it's a very well maintained soundless one, um, and the flame is uh, a perfectly ordinary candle flame. For a second, it is like a normal, like orange, uh, and it glows blue for just a second. And Abbas, I guess we see you. Like, just do you mutter something? Do you like snap your fingers? Like, what is the gesture that you do to activate the ritual?
1: I think he just snaps his fingers. <laughs> cool it that way. Nice. Yeah.
6: yeah. I want to add, by the way, that I'm imagining there's one sound as the dumbwaiter open, and it dings like a microwave just before the explosion. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Uh,
2: and I think that he, he's, he, you can see him kind of, the, the, the dumbwaiter goes ding, he will make the connection in his head. Wait a second, nothing was supposed to come up. This is weird. Okay, the dumb waiter is is an attack, right? And the fire explodes, right? And Lord Scarlock, and this is only standard effect. So I'm like thinking of like standard effect for Lord Scarlock in the way that like you try to stab someone and got standard effect against someone. You know, you would be like, okay, he's stabbed now, but he may not be dead. He, have you seen the, by the way the trailer for the Witcher two game? I I don't know why anyone would say. I, I
1: have I I have but I don't remember it well. <laughs> okay. It's the one where so he basically...
3: freezes the
5: entire.
1: <laughs> Sorry,
3: it's the one where he freezes the entire ship.
2: Yes, exactly. Yes. But it's the opposite. It's fire, right? <laughs> and so, the fire expands through the room, and Lord Skarl commands us to throw up a shield at the last second, but he's a being of flame, as we've discussed and this is holy spirit flame and this shield is not going to do enough to make this like to make him impervious right normally he would do this he would emerge unscathed like the king and his mage do in the witcher 2 that would be fine in this case rather uh the fi- the fire much of it is stopped but the heat of the fire is not and the heat like flows through the barrier and begins to burn him. Not he doesn't burn his body. it begins to burn his soul.
4: I, I'll uh, tell you what the problem is. He cannot. Yeah. Stop, he cannot stop his mother. Mm-hmm. Come again. He, he is oh. the flame.
2: Ah. Okay. Yes. That's
5: what Lord Skurdok is.
4: I don't know how, mm. but he is.
2: Great. Uh, mm. And we see him realize that this is what is happening. And now we'll start your desperate consequences, right? Desperate consequence number one. The spirit warden, who is currently in the basement of this hotel, also absolutely knows exactly what is going on. And is going to uh, grab Constable by the shoulder and say, uh, the Emperor suite now. And And they are going to...
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh Uh-huh,
4: uh-huh. He says that. Holds her shoulder. And they're there.
2: Excellent. Yes. Very good. Um, I was going to say momentarily, but yeah, they can teleport in Uduasha. Why not? Yeah. yeah. So, desperate consequence number one. Desperate consequence number two. Uh, Joan, you feel this candle flame explode in the distance, and you know deep in your soul that no hunger can ever be filled by anything else except the holy fire. And this is the way that your old faith and your new faith are going to come together. That at the end of the day, you know, your friend Madison can say there are so many tastes to taste and there are so many things to consume, but seeing this flame for the second time and seeing like, the the divine essence inside you reacts to that which it consumed from Freya. You know that one way or the other, what you need to do is uh, consume the holy fire in the well. How are you going to do this? I don't know. But you've eaten a god. It's totally fine. Wonderful. Desperate consequence number three. Lord Scarlock is fucked up. And he is going to fuck <laughs> you up. So... <laughs> Uh, He may not be able to stop his mother, but as we know, good mothers, ideally, and I don't want to make claims about any of the parents of any of our audience or of each other, uh, should seek to protect their children. And while he is being hurt by this flame, he's also going to redirect it at his enemies, which in this case will be Joan and uh, Freya.
6: I want Which to object means... against the Freya thing. I feel like the standard effect here was getting Freya out of danger. I feel like that was the whole point of the kicking her out the window
4: okay. move. Fair. Uh, I
5: feel then like it doesn't will... make any
4: sense. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Fine. Uh, My disappointment be... will be that I'm uh, launching falling out the window. Out the window. <laughs> but,
2: <yeah>. yes. <laughs> yes, okay. That's reasonable. Joan, it's good that you want to consume the flame, because it's coming straight for you, and it's going to consume you or you it, one of the two. Um, a And B, Freya, you are flying through the air. This roof ball kick was delivered by someone who does not know that like, uh, you should adjust for the weight of the thing you are kicking and has just gone 200%. So you are falling. And as we've discussed, it's a roof ball arena. You're going to fall in a comical and hilarious way. and it's gonna are, you sug-
4: are you suggesting that Freya weighs less than your standard roof ball?
2: No, I'm suggesting that uh, this man would kick a roof ball, ideally 200 meters, and oh, uh, he's going to kick you, as a result, 50 meters.
6: Yeah, fair enough. I, uh, uh, I want to flashback to a thing. I don't think uh-huh. this is a resistance, thinking about it, but I want to reshape one of these consequences.
5: Uh-huh.
6: Uh, so we have established that the Spirit Warden is popping up here to figure out what the hell is going on, right? Mm. Uh, and said Spirit Warden is here to keep an eye on Lord Scurlock. Yeah, mm. Yeah. Yes. so uh, I want to, because I have connections with the Empire. I, in fact, have connections yeah. with the diplomats and with the one spirit warden we have in the city, which is not yes. this guy. We established that this guy is new. No, no, no. But this person is, che- is, is, yeah. is new, yeah, yeah. But he would probably check in with his colleague. So what yeah. I want to do is to have planted a uh, suggestion in the Imperial City with my diplomat colleague. Mm-hmm that this was, in fact, what Lord Skurlock planned on doing. He was planning to do some kind of, like, a powerful fire ritual in his room. Uh, and okay. so, this warden would go like, oh shit, Skurlock is triggering his plan, I better stop him.
2: Mm. Okay. Great. So, I will say two things. The first thing is that, like, I think spirit wardens, are would them, um, not in terms of like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, their that gender right. is a gender, but in a they are to, like no identifying features whatsoever, yeah. right? Like that this wardens' gender
6: is mats. I don't. Um, uh, that is fair. I don't know the wardens in any sense personally. I don't think Vickers talking yeah. to them personally. So, I, but I guess I'm yeah. I'm relying on Lenora Drake, well, my diplomat contact. Yeah,
4: yeah. They're also so, they them yeah. because they're they're many wardens at the same time. They're, they are legions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed.
2: Yeah. So that was the first thing. The second thing is uh. I think that, like, feeding this information is uh, simple enough. Making sure the Spirit Warden takes this seriously is, I think, um, an action role. Yeah. Uh, because uh, it may not work, not work in the way you want, or work perfectly.
6: Yeah. Uh, to be clear, I just want the Spirit Warden to take this seriously, like, in the moment, right? Like, you know, some shit yes, just absolutely. went down, Skurlock is probably yeah. behind it. Which I think is a thing they yeah. can be reasonably convinced of for, like, 30 to 60 seconds. Which is the scope yeah. I'm looking for here? Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, so, hmm. okay, so let's say that then it's a fortune roll, and we'll see exactly how seriously, like whether they take it seriously for like one second, two seconds, ten seconds. What what is the yeah? What is fair the enough?
6: Amount? So the story yeah. I'm I'm basically spreading is that like Skurlock is aiming to tap into the the well of Udo somehow. The well. Yeah,
2: yeah. Which and they're gonna feel the fire of the one well of who do so. Like you know, mm-hmm. obviously makes perfect sense. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, six, six. Okay, I think you, uh, impress upon Lenora, and Lenora impresses upon the spirit warden that, uh, this is going to happen. That the information came from like a very trusted contact, and that can it really be? Possible to take Skerlock too seriously,
4: right? Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing about this, and I'm just going to keep uh, establishing things. Um, you can veto them, of course. Is sure. That...
2: I mean, all you've established is bad for you, so I have no mm-hmm. problem.
4: There's a secret clause in the Treaty of Uduasha, um, oh drawn up when the uh, when Uduasha swore fealty to the Emperor, that Lord uh-huh. Skerlock would absolutely not be allowed in any way to temper with the with the Holy Flame. Yeah, that.
6: That makes oh. sense. This is why there's so this is
4: why the spirit Warden is like, holy shit, it's a diplomatic
6: incident. Yeah.
2: Oh my god. <laughs>
6: yeah. Okay. That makes perfect sense actually. Like don't <laughs> let the other vampires near the holy flame. That's uh-huh.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Okay? I
6: That's think this is this fine. One, mm-hmm. Which seems to be yes. made out of it. Yeah. So my Whatever goal with this is, is to, Yeah. My goal with this is to turn the spirit Warden and influence consequence into at least briefly a good thing for us. And I hope sure. I have succeeded yeah. at that.
2: I think what will happen now, by the way, is that you have two Spirit Wardens in the room. Because now that we've established that they can shadow step, it must have been the case that this Spirit Warden was very openly there. And the other one was like, okay, you know what? I've received some information. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in the hotel, but I'm not going to make a move unless it really comes to it. And now it's come to it. So now when we see the other Warden, they also will turn up. Um, But they are definitely pointed, initially at least, at the vampire not at you right excellent um and i, I think, think it, now yeah, let's I talk about this, this the other wooden.
6: i can help with so
2: <laughs> great yeah so uh, let's talk about the other wooden briefly um joan what is this wooden's mask like
3: this warden's mask is <laughs> This warden's mask is not in the form of geometry, as mm-hmm. um, their fellow was. But it contains... In it, it looks like it's kind of pockmarked or like a really rough surface. Um, mm-hmm. At the same time, it's a kind of like that like featureless slab. Um but mm-hmm. what actually looks like a, a just a kind of kind of rough fine like grit is actually mm. the entire uh, the entire codex of laws of the Imperium written on their face.
2: Incredible.
3: And that includes so it's match like, wooden
2: and law that, wooden.
3: And that includes the, the the natural laws.
2: And it also happens to include in this case the Treaty by which Uduasha was bound to the Empire. So, in fact, we see, if we can zoom in on this mask, exactly where it says, he's not allowed to fuck with the Holy Flame. (laughs) So that's really good. It's it's very handy to have a reference, I find. Uh, Great. So, uh, the other consequences, Joan, uh, which is, let's be real, um, you wanting to consume the flame, and the flame consuming you.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I think they flow t- together very nicely in that um, we see the flame approaching Joan as a glint in her eyes. And mm-hmm. it's not like a reasonable reaction of fear, but actually like excitement uh, of a, what she she in this moment is seeing as a wheel that is coming towards her, uh, which is completely an unreasonable reaction. I Mm. think that, um, yeah, she will be forced to try and consume what is coming for her rather than dodge it, meaning that she will probably be like knocked into or through a wall, regardless of what happens. Mm. But depending on how well I resist, it will be partially as ash.
2: Mm. So let's see how this goes.
3: Yeah, how much of the heat she can absorb or metaphysically consume. Is basically what she's yeah. trying to do. Um, this seems like a resolve. Yes. Um, I think her silver lung might come in handy here because it's uh, it's um, this seems like an arcane consequence.
2: Yes, uh, it does come in handy, and it's good that the door was only opened very briefly because otherwise you would have no silver lung. You would just have two normal lungs.
3: Yes. So I get a plus one die uh, to resist. Okay, consequences. Um, mm-hmm. Three dice in three dice. And it's a two. It's
2: a two. Uh, you rolled three dice and you got a one, a one, and a two. Mm-hmm.
3: Meaning that at least I like, throw out.
5: Excellent. Let me... Okay. Uh, what I'm going to do is I
2: am going to... Uh, you have this Kingfisher clock, which is at one of four ticks. I'm going to fill this clock, and we will discuss what this means,
5: but it is unlikely to be good for you. The second thing that happens
2: as you try and consume consume this flame is that, so we've discussed that the founding myth of, or a founding myth of your faith of the Caesar's Temple is that the avatar of the snake rose from a flame. From the holy flame, even, maybe. Right? I think that within you, as you attempt to consume this flame, the embers of this god, the, the shadow of your old faith, and the truly mad conviction that you wish to become yourself, someone who eats this kind of holy fire, fuse into something. And that something is not pleasant. Mm -hmm. And I think that your silver lung is... I mean, you're still going to have the special ability that comes from that, but I think now your silver lung will be a lung of fire.
5: All right. And that's probably really bad for you. But, you know, you did try to eat a fireball.
6: Or maybe you can now breathe silver fire.
2: Yeah, or that and what that means in terms of uh, the clock and everything else, I don't know yet. We don't know yet. We can talk about that. But I think that we see you try and consume this. It doesn't work. But you have so much arcane stuff that I, even, I don't even think like harm here is what is happening. What is happening is rather some kind of fundamental metamorphosis.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: You are being changed into something very different. Uh, and you have no real control over and you've been thrown off this balcony Uh, you fall somewhere on this roof ball, um, uh, (laughs) this roof ball emperor suite roof it may be very funnily very close to where Freya is about to end up and uh, you are knocked out as you you are in this uh, place of uh, complete transformation
6: does it make sense? Yeah. Does it make sense to have my huh? team stand by to catch people?
2: Oh yes, I think you should do that. I think that's a good flashback to have.
6: Yeah, we haven't really established um, what they did after they got Joan onto the roof. But now that I think about it, yeah. it, it makes sense for them to have followed her, just like yeah. at a distance, because we were trying to do this Absolutely. subtly. Uh,
2: so your team is uh, the thugs, right? Yeah. So I would say that. Uh, take take a stress, and I think because they are roof bullers and they're good at like doing this, they can.
5: Mm-hmm. But
2: it's not exactly um, it's not exactly the wheelhouse because they also have to be slightly subtle about it. They can't just like run around the roof. No. they have to make some mm. like uh, effort at not being seen yeah. as well.
6: What I think it will do is I will not be able to roll command or anything here because this wasn't like uh-huh. totally prepared. I'll just roll their quality, which is one. Sure. Because I think this yeah. is within their domain of like technically they are thugs, but I feel yeah. like catching people but like fall, they're roof bolus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's Absolutely. sort of within their yeah. sphere of expertise. Yeah. So is this a role with consequences or just a fortune roll?
2: Hmm. I think it this will just determine how far away they are. Like on, on a six, they will catch them in their hands. On a four to five, they'll be like, you know, thirty seconds away. On a mm. three, they'll be a couple of minutes away, right? And that could really be a big difference. So Yeah,
6: so they're all a four. Yeah.
2: So yeah, they, so I think they what can it stand
6: is... by to catch Joan and Freya. Maybe not like catch them, catch them, but at
4: least Yeah. Like them make sure that like I, I yeah. got a plan.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. What is your plan, Freya?
4: Okay, so I am kicked off. I am falling. How far down is the ground?
2: Uh, you're quite high up. Uh, I don't know, forty, fifty meters, depending it can be any distance depending on like what we want yeah. it to be because we don't it know probably, what direction and we don't know. Yeah,
4: there's also yeah. sloped roofs and shit. So yeah, I got yeah exactly. Mountain. So I'm looking down. Uh, hmm. And then yeah. So, so first, if you first got thing off do, in
2: mm-hmm. a way where like you got kicked off the cliff of the mountain, it could be 400 meters down. You
4: know? mm-hmm.
2: but in that so, case, the roof ballers cannot help you. So
4: mm-hmm. now I'm falling down. Uh, I see the roof bowlers mm-hmm. and I. Feel as as I leave the um, the aura of Lord Skurlock and his um, arcane deadening influence, as if as I leave it, as I feel it like mm-hmm. a slip slip away. The yeah. the ghost key uh, awakens again, and mm-hmm. I feel it tug at me, and I withdraw it from inside my nostril, because it's a ghost wow. key; it's not actually real. Doesn't matter. Sure. I have lost yeah. and found so I can have an item on me. So that's the item I had. I hadn't been using it because Excellent. of Lord's Core Uh yes. I pull it out of my nostril, and mm-hmm. I use a combination of that and uh, like a star to kind of like arrest my fall and like f- open a door in midair and mm. uh, fall into it. Mm.
2: Excellent. You are in a desperate position. Yeah. Because you are falling through the air and you want to open a door into the Ghost Field. But mm-hmm. you can do this. You will have standard effect.
4: Yeah, maybe I can. Can I fall through the ghost field towards, uh, um, Vickers' thugs?
2: Yeah, I think that can be one of the things you can do. For sure.
6: Yeah,
4: yeah. Let's do that then.
6: Uh, I don't think I, can I have assist a... you, but I feel like Abbas could, because you have this like bond with Abbas. Yeah, uh, Abbas do do things. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
2: And I will. Just,
5: you guys have you... been
6: pretty synced, so.
2: Yeah yeah, and I will offer you filling that clock as a devil bargain,, uh, the elephant
4: uh, clock. Hmm. Now I'm going to push yeah. myself, okay.
1: Um, I'm thinking, Uh, how how could I be? you're falling? You wanna you think, okay, so the situation is you're falling. you wanna
6: I wonder if about bath fee spray are falling through the window since he's just been hanging out <laughs> in the restaurant. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
4: dying. I'm dying. Can I have some more? Uh, shrimp
2: toast. <laughs> He's totally fine now, is he? By the way, we do have to cut back to your four way romantic interlude as well.
6: We so, do. You know... o- obviously, Abbas is fine. What happens in the restaurant when this happens, when someone gets food poisoning, is obviously they offer you free dessert. That's only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Abbas is clearly enjoying his free dessert, complimentary with apologies. <laughs> this is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, some ice cream too, you know, soon the digestive tract, like, ah, yeah. Um, So how could I help in this situation where, like, you're trying to open the coast field, so, I mean, I don't have to be physically near you to sort of, like, attune as well and help you do it? Mm
5: -hmm. Yeah, you could. You could guide me to safety.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't know, do you, can you hear my thoughts or something?
4: Like help me Obi wan you're my only
1: hope. Miraz, <laughs> Miraz. No, I'm I don't not Miros. Oh sorry, sorry, for <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Miros, you would never help that guy. <laughs> no,
1: I don't <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Throughout this whole thing, like Miros seems to have this idea that Abbas isn't trying to help him, but I don't know. Or, yeah. or or maybe you, out of character, have this idea that Abbas is a.
4: I'm just dribbing. I'm I, I'm I have I'm an, an idea for
6: Abba, how Abbas could help, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, maybe Freya kind of does take this Devil's Bargain ish of the demon's presence, but Abbas has a demon bane charm. So it's just Abbas spending an assist to give a die oh, by nice. like warding off evil. I don't actually know what Abbas's yeah. demon bane charm looks like. We haven't seen it on screen, but. Like, knowing that Freya is pursued by evil powers, it I'm does make some ut- sense to invoke it. But I don't yeah, know what it is, I so...
1: I've underutilized my items. Uh, what, just to say, I don't think I've used any of them.
6: Lol. No. no. <laughs> what is a, a Demon Bane charm, even? Like, that's a pretty cool item, <laughs> so...
5: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Like, what well, is, what whatever,
1: is... whatever it is, I suppose uh, we can figure it out later, and we can say for the time being that he can help you. He can use this to keep uh, Free safe from the dangers of uh, what she's about to do. Mm-hmm.
6: Makes sense. Yeah. It's a way to yeah. assist. I yeah, feel like, uh, like you know, this is some sort of very powerful uh, religious. Talisman or Symbol or something. And then what Abbas actually does, just does in this moment, is just like pray over it. And cool.
5: that's how it works, mm-hmm. but. Nice. It's a five.
6: Oh. Mm. It's that's a lot nice. of dice. I wonder if but the. It's not a six. I wonder if the, uh, the Demon Bane charm actually is just one of the snake's teeth. Oh, my oh, well. god. I mean, that's a lot.
1: Yeah. Um Abbas like a surfer dude with a like a shark tooth necklace yeah, or something. Yeah. Exactly. I
6: don't know. I'm just throwing out that he is here, but
2: yeah, no. I... So Abbas, you bring out this demon bane charm and uh what happens because of it? And by the way, like so was that last one your assist? It must have been, right? Like how much uh, how much do you have in a tune, Fred?
4: Uh, I have three dots in the tune, yeah. I push myself then, for and, like a star, so I got yeah, yeah, yeah. an extra dice. Okay, no, no, yes.
2: I, know, I know what happens. So, you uh use your demon bane charm, which is very mm-hmm. unfortunate because the demon in question wants to help Freya, which we know it thinks Freya is very interesting, it thinks Freya is very fun, but without the demon's help, doing mm-hmm. something like opening a door in midair in order to like land in uh, you know, the Right place at the right time is incredibly tough. And so instead, you pull this uh ghost key out, you slide it into the uh a door that was not there a second ago, uh, you turn the key somehow, even though you're falling, and you fall into this door, right? And immediately your uh environs change. Because the ghost key the way that it's been used before is to give you access to a different time, right? Yes. So what has happened is that you have used it successfully, and you find yourself in a different time. And I think the desperate level consequence here is that as you open this, like, you fall through this door, and suddenly you're not falling, you're actually standing on solid ground. And it's very disorienting, because all of the momentum that you had, you don't have anymore, but not in a way where, like you don't have it because you hit something and now you're hurt. It's just gone because the conservation of momentum doesn't need to exist when we have like a ghost field. And you find yourself face to face with someone who looks immensely like you. It is you. Maybe about ten years older, um, and she, You know what? I'm not even going to tell you what she looks like. I'm going to ask you. uh, But I'm going to ask Freya last. Joan, uh, what is the most striking thing that this future version of Freya was?
5: Hmm. I think it is
3: probably that she is not so much wearing, but carrying a scepter.
2: Excellent. Uh, Vickers, which star on Freya's body is she most proud of?
6: Oh, scar on the elder Freya's body. Yeah. Uh, okay. For some batshit reason, uh, mm. My first answer is the C section scar from the baby she had. Excellent. Amazing. Sorry, uh,
4: yeah. Makes sense. Uh huh. Sorry, what was that? Great. Right. C section scar. Oh, okay. Uh,
6: apparently the Freya is fated to have a child.
4: Oh. A bus.
2: Well, I mean, we don't know that in that this version of Freya also has the scepter, but you know, yeah, we'll see.
6: Yeah. Um
5: it's yes. a possible
6: future, Freya, at least. It's a
5: possible future.
2: Yeah a bus
5: um what version of revolution is this future version of freya committed to
1: ooh okay that's uh what version of revolution yeah i mean that's a very open question as, yep uh... <laughs> yep we'll answer it um I think so I don't know if this will make sense, but I feel like what i heard this revolution is that it's more personal to Freya than say a bus's version is right. Like a bus has a more mm. community based like right. thing. I, I think No, I know, I know think, what you mean. So she's yeah. like
2: trying to change her personal circumstances yeah. in a revolutionary way. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think I get that. Okay. And lastly, Freya, what are the first words that the future version of you says to you
4: when she oh, sees she, you? She doesn't. She stabs me in the heart.
2: Oh, oh my fucking god! With deceptive, which is a sword.
4: I mean, I can't get more
2: personal than that. Yeah. You can't
4: <laughs> delete this false uh, aber- aberrant timeline and embrace my true future.
2: If you see the Freya on the road, you must kill her. Yeah. Um, we see her. I think like she is dressed in the traditional Scotland way, um, which is say I guess a kilt. No, it's not a kilt. Uh, but she's wearing like maybe a uh, a long loose blouse and uh, breeches, and she sees you. Like, you like you fall through this door, um, you stumble for a second, and she, like, holds you, and you think that she is helping you steady yourself. And you realize she's not doing that. She's holding you still so she can aim properly. And the scepter in her hand, you realize the bottom is sharpened to a fine point. And she stabs you, as you say, in the heart, mm-hmm. without saying a single word. Mm-hmm. I, would I presume to you will resist this. Yeah, yeah,
4: I would like to resist not being dead. Good. To resist Good. dying. Yes. Uh, I, yes. I would like to resist being dead. Mm. Uh, so that I can be not dead. Haha.
5: Yes. yes. Great. Important. Uh-huh.
4: Uh-huh. Uh, mm, insight. Do you notice that this is what's going to happen? Yeah. Oh.
2: Sure, so you are resisting by knowing that when you see a future version of yourself, the first thing that she's likely to do is murder.
4: No, 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 I, I see the thing coming towards me.
2: Yeah. Ah, okay, fine. Yeah, I also, it,
6: it's okay. not necessarily the future self, it's the royal self, because I mean, Freya has been fighting yeah. her royal self for some time. Yeah.
2: That is true. Yeah. Uh huh. A two.
4: So that's uh, four stress. Four stress. Uh, hmm. Uh, so I see it coming. Um, I think it still gets me, though. Like, I managed to move. It stabs me, but not in the heart, I guess.
2: I was thinking rather that uh, what happens is she she sees that you've seen her coming. And in, in a way that defies explanation, the scepter again, uh, which was so rigid, becomes... Oh, lol. It becomes snake-like. And it twists around you and it uh, captures you completely. So now you are at her mercy, but she has not killed you because she realized that that first strike was going to miss. And the royal version of Freya is disinterested in imperfection. So if she can't kill you on the first go, she's not going to bother harming you. Instead, she's going to leave you at her mercy. And then she says,
5: Impressive. Didn't think you could dodge that. What the hell are you doing here, anyway? What? Who are you? What? Don't ask these stupid questions. You
2: know who you are. You know who I am. Now tell me why I shouldn't, like, get rid of you. You're doing everything you can to, make, to prevent me from existing
5: on you. I remember what it was like being you. I think Freya's going to look at this person and just say, Are are you me? Yeah. Well, no. You are me. I'm not you. She's like blinking and then says, Why do you have a scepter? Are you are you queen? Am I queen? Oh, f- oh, fuck off. Nobody wants to be queen of anything. Worst idea. This belongs to the last person who tried to put me on the throne.
2: I'm in it for I- myself these days. I don't want to be on the throne either. Yeah, but you, don't, you want to be friends with people, don't you? Trying to get along with that old man at the temple. Be uh, close to that What's her name? Oh, I've forgotten it. Uh, Verity. Vanity.
5: Something like that. The roofball woman. Think she's your mum, don't you? She's not your mum. Vickers? I don't think Vickers name? is my mom. She's...
2: You think Look. she's your mom. Just I've... like you think the lady is your uh, mum. Just like heard... you think any young woman. Any woman who's even slightly older than you and takes care of you is going to make you part of their family just because, you know, that's what you're looking for.
4: Listen, I don't know what's wrong with you, but I've had a long day. And I was about to be given a cucumber and I didn't get to have it. And you just tried to kill me. And you aren't even real. And this doesn't exist. And I still have the ghost key. So I'm going to leave. And she twists and, like, kind of falls off, falls behind herself. Uh, are you? I'm conf- so. Are you using the ghost key again to open the door behind me and like kind of fall through it? Yeah.
2: Excellent. Back
4: into the um, present. Yeah.
2: Great. Uh, once more in a desperate position. I'm. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. This is something that your future self would well know that you would do. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like limited effect, which is that you can. Open the door. I don't know at limited effect whether you can both open the door and like get free of her to fall down.
4: Okay. So here's what's going to happen. Uh, mm. Yeah, that uh, that inside resist kind of really knocked me off. So if I push ah, myself okay. now, I'm going to trauma out for the last time. Oh, you're gonna
2: trauma out. Okay. Uh, for the last
4: time. Yeah.
6: Right. So don't Which do that. Fine. Because it would be stupid to have Freya trauma after all the trouble we went through to save her. Then again,
4: it just yes. means she's not a PC anymore, I exactly, suppose. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's my idea. I think uh-huh. that's fine. Like, I think the arc kind of resolves. Mm-hmm. Are you but, sure? Because,
2: like, I could, we could figure out a way to be set for you to be set up or something, or like, I am ass- to be honest. I, well,
6: one thing I am assisting you. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and I'm assisting you in a very fun, screwy way. I've been assisting in a lot of screwy ways this score, but yes, but I I uh, want to keep doing it. So, okay. um, you do this, and you like twist behind you, and she goes, you know, don't trust uh, Vickers, whatever. Well, I am not one who is easily unremembered, and this is all a charade. <laughs> oh, um, in this moment, the the future version of Vickers. Uh, which is obviously very different from some sort of parallel timeline, will remember a kindness that I have done unto her. Like, I am Excellent. going to uh, touch her heart for a moment and say, mm. like, uh, to her, you know, uh, I will not abandon you. And so she will hesitate for a moment. <laughs> and this is how I'm I... assisting you.
2: So earlier when you so you when you said future version of Vickers, I guess you meant a fusion version of Freya. But no, now no, I'm, just, I'm also yeah. wondering whether a future version of Vickers could appear in this scene.
6: Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, my point is, it's a future version of Vickers who has said this to the future version uh, to of Freya. I'm
4: forwarding. Excellent. Let me get in on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I okay. can spend asterisk, not to stress, asterisk, uh-huh. to, mani- to manifest Vickers.
6: Uh-huh. Ah! Excellent. It's, yes. Perfect.
2: Flash. So, uh, <laughs>
4: Ghost image. Very yes. good. Yeah. So, okay.
2: so I think in that case, Vickers should roll. It seems to me that what is happening okay. is that you are... Because at the end of the day, it is your character doing the thing. Sure, uh-huh. it is, we are in weird time and weird space. Yeah. But the risk here is not... Uh, the action here is not phrase. The action here is Vickers's, because if you can distract her,
6: Freya can slip past, no problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So, uh, sure, Ghost Vickers appears in the scene, and we see some sort of weird future version of Vickers step forward. Yes. And uh, yes. I think she will stare down uh, the the older Freya, and she will mm-hmm. say, "I meant it when I said your soul belongs to you. I will not have anyone." Anyone stand in the way of your freedom, not even yourself.
2: Excellent. <laughs> Desperate <laughs> man. Desperate, great. Come on, like yeah. that, like that as an approach. a puts, uh-huh.
4: right. And I think um, you're
2: commanding. <laughs> yes, it not? does seem that that's what is you are doing. Uh, um,
4: unfortunately, man. I cannot assist. Yeah, uh,
6: that's fine. <laughs> I, I will roll this straight. That maybe there are complicated time travel consequences to me if I don't roll a six. We'll yeah see. I
2: think that's pretty much it. Oh my I failed the roll two and a three. Okay. <laughs> no. yes. I think that it is not interesting for this to fail. So I think it succeeds in the worst possible way. Yep. Yeah. And the success in the worst possible way is that when you say this, the future Freya says uh,
5: you didn't. You abandoned me. They all abandoned
2: me, and I learned the most important lesson of my life. And what she's going to do is rip the ghost key from your hands, Freya, and use it. We see, like, she looks at it, and immediately it changes. Like, earlier, uh, it looked like a simple, like, steel key, and instead it becomes longer, grows more teeth, becomes almost bone-like. And she, like, inserts it into the air, finds this door, turns it, and opens it. And she picks you up, Freya, and says, you're coming with me. And the desperate consequence is that, like, both of you are returning to the past. Um. So you're where you want to be, but there is a future angry version of Freya here with you. Um, okay. And I think that this version of Freya knows all of your secrets. And hates your guts, so you can mark her as your rival, uh, Vickers.
5: Hmm.
6: Ah, uh, I will resist this. Actually. Uh huh. Okay. And uh, okay, I'm not protecting a party member now. I'm protecting myself. But yep. uh, I think the the simple reason that I am resisting this is this gets so complex. But yeah, this is just one possible future version of Freya, and sure. so yeah. Uh, I'm not resisting that she like maybe passes through. I don't know precisely what the outcome of this is. I'm just res- uh, uh, resisting her being in any sense correct, right? Like Great. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So she uh, will not in fact know a ton of things about me. Um, okay, it's only once for us. Yeah, just because, you know, timelines are all wibbly wobbly and whatnot so. Yeah. He comes from a possible future that did not come to pass. I think that's what I'm establishing yeah. with this.
2: I mean, I think that is true. So you've made it true now for sure in that by entering her own past, she has made her future impossible. Yeah. Right. And therefore she might have some information about things like the temple layout and so on. But like current Freya doesn't know that much. And as we've established, she doesn't remember that time super well. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So she enters, the door shuts behind her. And I think... We see her breathe and I think we see her realize, ah, like, I'm not in the, I'm not, I don't really exist in that way anymore. Uh, And I think what she will do is um, she's going to toss you Freya, current Freya. We're going to have to come up with a different name for her. Um, uh, She tosses you on the roof of this and looks around and says, "Um, well, I suppose there's a meeting I have to get to. Uh, and then I think she's actually going to leave you because now she's in a new place and she's outnumbered. Uh, she, what she thought was going to happen is she was going to turn up in front of Vickers, stun you, and then kill you. But now what's happened is that she's turned up somewhere else. She's going to be a future problem, but she's not going to be a current problem. I
6: I don't know if adding another rival to me makes sense. I already have two. Do I need... Oh, you have two rivals. Ah, Uh, In that case, let's say that that
2: she's going to be a negative contact for your temple. Um...
3: So yeah, it's not that, that she that. hates
6: Yeah, I think that makes more sense, right? It's... Yeah,
2: So it's not that she has it out for you specifically Vickers. I think it's that yeah. all of you abandoned her and she hates uh, all of you equally and what she wants to do is to destroy the temple or something. Yeah.
6: Um Fair enough. I just I looked at my sheet, right, and I was like when you yeah, add a no, third rival it just doesn't pack as much of a punch anymore. Yeah. So... Yeah, then the then the
2: two rivals already become less powerful in that way. That yeah, and sense. I haven't That's actually
6: seen hard. my two rivals for a long time either. Yeah.
2: So we yeah, we saw we mentioned the two of them last session because we know that the lady is seeing them, but we didn't see them actually. Yeah. That makes sense. Um and I also like I think uh, especially because of the resistance uh, I don't want future Freya to continue to be in this score. I think she can come back later. Yeah. yeah. Um
6: we, we can figure out exactly what sort of consequence she becomes. But she for for now yeah. she has become a problem. We yes. have some um, alternate-reality Freya.
2: Cool! Your Roofball team, by the way, do see alternate-reality Freya run away. They're very confused. Yep. Uh, Augustus Khan is like, Hey, a double? Mm-hmm. Another one? Yes. What? Uh-huh. One, to you? Anyway, yeah. Uh, I, I re- I've i read some Fakul Paro. I can not read I Yes. Anyway, uh, so we have... Actually, the only scene involving PCs now is the four-way romantic drama, because the... Uh the two spirit wounds and load skull whatever is happening, those are NPCs. Yeah. So the camera doesn't particularly need to focus on them now.
6: No, oh, and um, To be clear what the Roofball team is doing, like as soon as they have grabbed Freya and Joan, they are fucking is awful. running. Like, yeah, oh like, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. They sure. are they are yeah. scattering back into Duasha. They're very good at that. <laughs> yeah. So I think mm-hmm. they yes. you know. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They will grab the two PCs and disappear.
3: I'm also going to break in real quick because uh-huh. it is 8 for me now, um, and okay. normally, we play for me, we play until 8, and then I have, like, a different goal to get to. Um, ah, I see. So yep. I would actually have to leave now, which actually makes sense, because Joan is yep. out of the school. It's a little bit uncomfortable, but uh, it's it fine.
6: Um, shall we, shall we, we break do- it here, then, and just do XP? Yeah, in? I
2: think we can break it
6: here, no, and we, we can break. do XP,
2: also because then... I feel like this energy and the romance energy are quite different, so we can do the yeah. romance energy next time. Yeah, and okay. we can kind of be okay with that. Okay, work. Um, and then then Emma, that also means that moving it an hour earlier is a
6: good uh, thing. Yeah. A good thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So do here. you want to do like, your I, HP um, real quick, Emma, before you disappear?
3: Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah.
6: Do you have time to do that? Yeah.
3: Uh, I had a few desperates. I think I made a desperate tune though. That was. It's in the... Uh, um,
4: desperate attune. tune. Ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: tried make this joke like <laughs> a million times and nobody picked up on it. I picked uh, up on it. Okay, Excellent.
4: I was there
5: I, really told
2: uh, so
3: that's I, one I was reading
2: from my candle of
7: And so blows out our brief candle. I named the disciples of the ceaseless temple thus, with both their given names and taken. Saumitri, called Tree. Zoheb called Claw, Prince, Emma, and Adyat, called Soap. Intro music, Jalandahar, by Kevin MacLeod. Outro music, in Kirawani Ragam, by Yusri Nivas. Blades in the Dark, by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions. Iruvian Playbooks, by John Stone Metzger. Follow us at Desperate Attune on Twitter or email us at Desperate Attune at gmail.com. Support us at ko slash Desperate Attune.
6: next episode of Desperate
4: Tune. I think as Zajidan recites a poem, uh, the Shrine Builder just nods and finishes the couplet by saying, we can only build the most modest of temples when all we have is moonlight. Mm,
2: yeah, so I think he, yeah, so let's, let's work backwards. Maybe he says something like, um, I have seen my cathedral shining in the sun. And then you say, but we can only build the most one list of temples when all we have is Moonlight, right? Yeah. And when you've completed, he says, I did not think that my own son would be, I did not think it would happen to you. son."
4: Is it because you were passed over for this honor?
2: It is not an honor to have yourself be stolen away. As has happened to my boy.
4: Tools come in many forms.
2: And when one's own child has a blade in his hands, I have no choice but to weep.